0: Cavs need a three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. He knocks it down. Ground. Here goes Acoro to the bucket. And oh my, Acoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go. Here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton chased by Hill. Off the Stevens. Oh my. 45 ticks to go. That shot is yes. blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that Harden pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs to Garland. <laughs> oh, look out. There you go. That's called team ball right there. Hey, Chris Manning here from the Lockdown Cavs podcast. It's just two dudes wearing pink shirts and wearing Nike golf hats. I'm. He's Evan Damerel. Evan, how are you?
1: I'm good. Uh, before we started, just for those not wa- watching us on WKYC right now, I saw Chris hop into our session to record the video p- 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 version of the show, and I'm like, oh, he's wearing a pink mm-hmm. shirt and I think an identical Nike golf hat, so I'm like, hold on, well, I did my laundry today.
0: Well, this is
1: yeah, we Royal have,
0: Hawaiian. Royal Hawaiian? Well,
1: not, no, not that identical. I'm not that okay. basic, but... You um,
0: didn't stop, Okay. No, the night okay, black, anyway. ni-
1: black Nike golf hat is a staple of my wardrobe for those who know me. But I saw Chris is wearing a pink shirt, and I'm like, I just finished my laundry, ran over and grabbed it, threw mine on. So we're twinning. Finally, this is my dream come true. But how are you, man?
0: Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, you know, at least we're not wearing the same brand. I got A. You got that that bougie redacted money for your Polo Ralph Lauren t shirt. Well, but pause. I one more to time. No no, 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 we got, we have, we got to keep going. We got, you know, okay. there's someone waiting yeah. for us off stage. I know. You were don't. like you told me before so recording. Can we Okay. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app today and join us this week, uh Wednesday evening, like seven PM or so, to get in on the action. Uh that we're gonna blow this one out as a big AMA here uh, ahead of the draft, and it's gonna be a good time. It, yeah,
1: it's gonna be a That's lot it. of fun. Come join. Really, right, we Evan, so had a great session sh- yes, last time. Come
0: vibe. Come come vibe. Um today's show, we're gonna talk about uh, what is going on with Jalen Suggs? Uh, should the cast consider him? We're going to talk about team fit a little bit and just some general draft stuff because we're getting very, very close to the draft being a thing we have to cover in real time, which uh, talking to some people uh, today working around the league that they are very, they would very much just like the draft to come and be done with and they can move on with their lives a little bit. Although free agency is like right after that and that's a little bit crazy. Um, yeah. And Summer League, it's, it's, you
1: and Jordan Zerm, and possibly you, me, and Jordan Zerm.
0: Buddy, you got to go. You got to go. Gonna... Bill D. Filippo is going to be there. Brad Roland is going to. Brad Roland's going for eight days.
1: Yeah. It, Brad's a crazy man because he doesn't get any sleep. And Locked on Pistons, Kukalil is. And he
0: doesn't drink. That's interesting. Brad doesn't interesting. drink either. Hmm. He gambles, or... I guess.
1: Uh, well, that's his vice then. But Locked on Pistons, Kukalil is going for the entirety of Summer League, which, you know, is a bold choice. I think he's getting married right before that or soon after that, and he's bringing his fiance with him. I, if, so. if it's
0: right before that, he's going to be being divorced extremely soon after that for, for going to Vegas right after. That's just a tough choice. But, yeah, uh, Evan, let's get into Jalen Sugg. So 6'4", 205, Gonzaga prospect, obviously the most iconic shot of the last college basketball tournament, last college basketball season. Um, you know, I you you see some of the draft breakdowns, like the Athletics, uh, you know, mentioned that maybe he, like, talked about through his with the Cavs in some ways. I think, like, he's a guy that, like, if you're making the big master list before you whittle it down to your pick at number three, I think he, he's definitely got to be on that list. I would be kind of surprised if he's not going to be, if he would be the pick for a lot of reasons. Um, but I could, like, see how you could get there. And, like, you I, you watch the highlights, you watch what he could be, like the 6'4", 205-pound guard who – you know, it really improved as a shooter at Gonzaga from where he was in college. Um, incredible passing, can guard twos, like just does so much playmaking at the guards. Like Graham and Darius would be such like a really fun pairing. Or if like, you know, in the world that we don't live in where like they were going to commit more to Colin versus Darius. Again, I this is not an evidentized take thing. This is like this is sort of where this seems to be headed in some way like him and Colin would also kind of be like a good like yin and yang to each other in some way so like he's just a really fun guy I think yeah, it, it's a mushroom. it's just yeah it's just very clearly to me that he's not the guy but I, I think so I'm I'm very excited to watch Suggs at the next level I think Jalen Suggs is going to be
1: a really fun player at the next level you and I are in agreement with that for sure I think a lot of people criticize him for the game against Baylor but Baylor's also an elite defensive team and there's a reason why Davian Mitchell is or at least was rocketing up draft boards for a while and you know teams like golden state might be interested in him but i'm a lot like jonathan Kamingo, like we talked about on monday's episode i'm not the biggest fan with Jalen sugg's fit with this roster currently constructed yeah in theory him and darius together would be pretty fun uh, i think you could play Jalen as a two uh he kind of has some of those like brandon roy chauncey billups jamal murray vibes to him and that's kind of intriguing upside stuff too. But at the same time, the team that is picking forth the Toronto Raptors, if I had to pick at least, I would say that's one of the better spots for Jalen Suggs. I mean, Houston too, if Houston wants to get real freaky with it and take them second overall, but a team that has like a clear need, a point guard because John Wall isn't long for Houston. I don't think and Kyle Lowry could leave Toronto or Tampa, but they are going back to Toronto because Canada's opening their borders in August. I think Suggs makes a lot more sense there. Um, of the big four in this draft, I think he is the fourth horse in this race, but he could be one of the more exciting players in this class, depending on how you feel about him. But I think he's a fun player. I think defensively he's good. The playmaking's really good. He was a top recruit and he chose to go to Gonzaga, which is, you know, a big name, but it's a mid-major program in the grand scheme of things. That's pretty big too. And I don't know. He's an intriguing prospect, but I just don't love his fit for Cleveland. How the roster is currently constructed and, it's just kind of where I'm at. He,
0: he would be – well, the Gonzaga thing I think showed you, like, him and his – I'm sure his family and his inner circle and stuff. Um, very cool to see, like, him pick a place where it's like, I'm going to get the, – like, the, the pick and roll chemistry, I was watching the the Raphael Barlow video that he did on this that, I, that is in the show notes below um, when I was prepping for this episode, and, like, he developed, like, really, really good chemistry with Drew Timmy right off the bat, and, like, that was something that – like mm-hmm. he came in, he just found this mesh with this with this big, and he went to a system in a situation that was gonna really make him shine. And I think like that was really really smart. Like guys like this, they pick situations for different reasons. Um, like you know, Mobley, part of the reason he goes to USC is because he gets to play with his brother. Suggs was like a business decision. Like I'm gonna go to Gonzaga. I'm gonna play in this really good program for Mark Few. I'm going to mm-hmm. play with other, like, at least some NBA-caliber players, and I'm going to play in a modern offensive system at the college level, and I'm going to do really well, and it's going to solidify me as a top prospect. Um yeah. Like, he, he he made the right decision. I think he's going to be – Toronto, him and F, Fran Van Vliet just seems like it would be, like, a ton of fun if if Lowry goes elsewhere. Um, like, well, I just can't see him falling farther than – like, it just seems to me, like, crazy that he would fall – could not fall farther than fourth. Like, I think he's – like, I there's yeah. a case – like, I could, you could definitely make the case if you're in Houston – that, like, Houston should take him at two. I don't think I would make that case necessarily, but, like, I could see how you could easily make that case.
1: Yeah, you could make the case to take him at two, but I think the upside and potential of Jalen Green is just too much for the Rockets to really say no to. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green are pretty similar players, but they're pretty fun together, too. I think that's a fun Rockets team. You have Christian Wood just as a defensive presence and a big man presence as well. Like, that's just fun. Um, other than that, like, yeah, he's a good replacement for Kyle Lowry, and you talk about the pairing of Fred Van Fleet, like, if the Cavs were able to move on from one of Darius or Colin, and you plugged Jalen Sucks into that formula, you get similar results, because it's still a smaller, it's a small co-star guard to go alongside your taller-ish, big rookie point guard, and then you kind of do that and just kind of figure it out there, but, um... Yeah, there's a lot of good options. I just don't think he'd go two just because of the upside of Jalen Green. And Evan Mobley, I, again, I hate this term unicorn, but Evan Mobley could be the second pick as well because of just how unique and just versatile he could be. Um, I, I read somewhere today that some scouts and executives view him as a three, four, five hybrid, which uh-huh. J.B. Bickerstaff swoons at the potential of playing him at the three. um <laughs> <laughs> that's joke, jokes aside um well and we'll be talking cleveland about Blue later fre- in this
0: episode a little bit more in that in that sense actually
1: yeah yeah we will and like cleveland can get freaky with it too if they don't really want to sit at three they could create a ton of smoke and say hey jalen sagas is our guy you could maybe get toronto to bite on it um Oklahoma City could possibly bite like a like an SGA Jalen Suggs backcourt's a lot of fun too like if you could, if the Cavs don't feel comfortable picking a three and they want to trade back and pick up a couple extra picks maybe a young player for their troubles they could do that too but I don't think that's realistically going to happen because in all honesty just based on the fact gathering I've done Suggs is the fourth best player in this class I know some people rank him higher than the other ones but just based on overall fit and how this draft lottery shook out Suggs just unfortunately fell to four. Not unfortunately, he's going to... Highest he'll end up is in Toronto. That's not a bad situation. He's gonna,
0: and he's going to he's, he's make a lot of money. And he's friends with Paige yeah. Beckers. So, like, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: that is pretty neat. It's
0: pretty cool. Um, I will say the the big losers of him not being a Cav are all the, the sports writers in Northeast Ohio. That would be like, did you know he was a quarterback? Do you know how many times oh. that story would get written? And I'm, like, glad oh, that we're not going to look through that.
1: And then Baker Mayfield flops, So like, you know, Cleveland just drafted a quarterback of their
0: own but that he plays for the Cavaliers. Yeah, got recruited by Ohio State. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, just that whole thing is yeah, not my not my favorite. Not by, not, yeah, you and I, the basketball bros here. But, um, yeah, wow. I, I would say very little chance he goes three I, to the Cleveland. Yeah. I, I just think there's no real uh, – like, he hasn't worked out for them. And I think, like, that is one of those things where, like, you would obviously, I think, like, like to do your due diligence. But I think, like – agents will wield whatever power they can, uh, or feel that they have at this moment in time. That's just how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're probably not going to see like, of like there's videos of Cunningham in Detroit, uh, like circulating on Monday. You are certainly not going to see, uh, like videos of Jalen Suggs, like getting, getting out of a, a, a car and like getting parked to the nine downtown or something like that.
1: Yeah. You're not really going to see that, but that's okay. I think, it's just ideal for all parties involved. I think the Cavs could end up interviewing him. Maybe they get a last-minute workout if things really go sideways in the next coming days. But we're about 10-ish days away from the draft at this point. It'd be a last gasp effort. I think the Cavs have their ducks in a row. They're pretty hush-hush and buttoned up about most things to begin with. So I don't think we get a clear idea other than Jonathan Kaminga, maybe just because he's based in Cleveland right now. Um, but... Yeah, I don't think I'm going to see Jalen Suggs going to an Indians game like Kate Cunningham is going to a Tigers game tonight. So, it is what it wonder is. If okay. hanging,
0: wonder if he's wonder if wonder if he's hanging out with Biho and Courtney Hoekstra at that Tigers game. Are they up there? You didn't. Beho now works for the Tigers. Did not know that. Cleveland, Cleveland Twitter legend Bho. Gotta get down on Friday. Unbelievable. You say you live in the city, Evan. Unbelievable. Anyway, we got to pay some bills. We do. Uh, It's time to to stock those uh, coffers up. And we got to tell everyone about our friends at Spotify Green Room, which, again, we're going to go live Wednesday. Big shebang. AMA. All things asked. You can ask why Evan calls me Chuck. You can ask whatever you want about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Whole bunch of stuff. But remember, Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league you're gonna find fans just like you on green room for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and of course reacting to big news or rumors evan i gotta tell you one of the green rooms i've really liked is when uh uh jay kyle man and kevin and KOC have done some post-game breakdowns for the ringer i thought those have been some really really fun conversations on green room
1: yeah i'm looking forward to doing more of those for Cavs games next year i think one of the best green rooms we've been in is uh the sudden influx of new york fans who want to hear what we have to say about colin Sexton, but you know they've turned into a bit of a party it's fun we have some friends of the pod who hang out in the chat sometimes they come up and talk with us Uh, it's always a good time maybe we'll do one during the draft itself depending on what locked on and our bosses at locked on have planned but it's always a good time and we'll be doing them sporadically throughout the off season but we'll keep you guys engaged it's a great way for us to interact
0: Really great platform, and again, go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Rates to be notified when the room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. Again, Evan and I are planning to go live Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Evan's on there at Evan, by the way. Thank you. And uh, I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts about the Cleveland Cavaliers or the show Dave or... Uh, whatever, whatever you're feeling, but again, see you there. Green room changing the way we talk about sports. Okay, Evan. So let's talk about fit. Um, and I mentioned Jake, how man is a little, like, I want to, I want to mention a quote that he had. Cause I think I gonna, he's, he's I have great. A joke.
1: I say our fits impeccable. Cause we're matching right now. If you put on some fake tattoos on your right arm, we'd be twin and hardcore.
0: I'm just going to get like a really big, like that's going to, that's going to be what gets me divorced in Las Vegas. a big skull on my forearm.
1: I don't have a skull. I have the solar system, the moon, the sun, a shield on my back, and then the Simpsons fish Little, right little known here. fact,
0: guys, Evan's really, Evan, no shade, Evan's really into tarot cards. Um, usually before we record, uh-huh. he's like flipping them out and talking about how
1: the well, thing's going to go. Well, you want me to get real and like kill your thunder? No, my I, mom I have had a health scare a few years ago, and she's always big, been big on sun and moon, so that's what those are for, and then I just this thought this guy, was neat, this- so...
0: That look, I no. I'm just here. I'm here for the jokes. That I wasn't thinking of context of, and that's a beautiful reason. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm the funny one. You're the serious one. That's the that's the dichotomy of our show.
0: Okay. Anyway, funny looking. Um. Though. You, yeah, absolutely. I'm belie- I can't believe you're going to another. Put up with you. It's crazy. You're anyway,
1: Your mom thinks I'm handsome. That's all that matters.
0: My mom's just a takes pity on people um j kyle man so he was he did a ringer nba mock draft and he had a quote that i've been i've been racking my he was talking about the the rockets i think when he was talk when he issued this statement here's what he said the idea of fit implies you're working with something that already works so like i i understand where people like want to talk about fit in the draft and and everything um like, there's been this Larry Nance discussion uh, that has kind of spawned on Twitter lately where, like, people are like, does Larry fit what the Cavs are doing now? And, like, they got him in to play the five and, like, he's not that and he gets hurt or whatever. I just sort of think, like, the Cavs are not in a position where I'm, like, super worried about fit, right? Like, I'm in a position where, like, this is a roster that hasn't accomplished anything of note. There's obviously reasons to, that they can say, like, that really worked against them that sort of complicated it. But, like, I think you look at this team and it's like you have to like give it time to actually like figure out what, what is actually here before you can start worrying about fit. And I think like, you know, like the Mobley fit with Allen is like a little bit different because I think, um, you know, I think like you, if you're going to take a really, a guy at the same time, you're going to pay a guy. Like, I think that that fit kind of comes into question there. Right. And we're going to talk about the Mobley and Allen fit a little more in the next segment. I think the other part of it is like, I, I think like if you got to find the right vets, right. Like, I, like I perp me personally, I think Larry is like a really well-fitting veteran for a Mobley, uh, for Mobly to get into the league and sort of acclimate himself in that way. But I, and I, the rest of the roster, I sort of just think like, I don't know how much I'm super worried about fit and like the pieces on the chessboard being aligned in the right way and being pushed in the right directions, more so than I am like I want to see what competition actually yields and what guys actually end up being like the top ten guys in your roster at the end of next season. I don't think like fit of how like, oh, do I need to think about like like Damian Dotson as like in my garter. No, I, I want to see if I can get someone that is better than Damian Dotson. I want to see if I can get someone that is better than Jetty Osmond or Torian Prince. Like you're trying to find guys that are actually worth like building with beyond like the next 12 months.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And Damian Dotson is an interesting choice and I'm not sure Damian will be even on the roster next year, but is this,
0: I I can't is he guaranteed by the way because like on I don't spot think rack, so
1: it, spot rack like, I've been spot, playing with it man it's such a fun little no, thing but
0: like <laughs> but like the spot rack doesn't I never could find out if like his thing was guaranteed there was never like reporting on if it was guaranteed or not and on spot rack it is a fully guaranteed contract I'm pretty sure is it maybe there's like a date or something that we're missing but, no like, on, I think it's guaranteed
1: on Basketball Reference his contract is not fully guaranteed for next year alongside
0: Dean Wade and that's it. Okay, that's a that's also a cap special, by the way. It did yeah, not. Guarantee. That's a cap special. A lot of multi-year signed. contracts, yeah. Multi-year contracts without without massive guarantees beyond the first year.
1: But that money is still floating, and you can trade it for second-round picks and Javale McGee, Team USA Olympian, Javale McGee. Mind, you. hey, but people
0: that are hating on that are losers, honestly. Like hey, Javale, JaVale McGee's great
1: for the he's great for the vibes, man. And he's
0: gonna do a really great vlog about like the cardboard, not no sex beds in Tokyo. Hundred percent gonna be a real vlog about that, and Kevin Durant's gonna be glaring at him
1: shout outs to cookie hoops by the way who tweeted a picture of like a nick's bed set and said this is the official bed for team usa and i'm like <laughs> that's a pretty good one yeah, but yeah. um i went on Emmett golden's show for a quick sting and they asked me about this like do you really worry about colin sexton with jalen green if he's picked or do you worry about that was mostly the focus there but i brought up evan mobley jared allen as well like you can't be too concerned about the fit of this roster because you're still figuring out what you do and don't have with this roster and like colin sexton we're getting a clearer idea of the player he has darius garland was strong at times that he's healthy but he needs to stay healthy and so there's a little bit more questions about him isaac okoro was a rookie it's unfair to have like these full expectations of him and even colin like there's still potential there and jared too because he's been playing for four years but he's 22 years old whomever they bring in whether it's evan mobley or Jalen Green, just, you know, just throw it out there. You can't be too particular about it. You don't need to make it overreactionary traders. I know it's rich coming for me because I was once a proponent of trading Jared Allen immediately if they took Yeah, nobly. I was
0: about to say, buddy, I've got we've got the
1: receipts all over. I place. know, but you and Justin Rowan showed me the light and caution is the best thing to be a part of here. So you figure out the fit. Um, there's some interesting clunky stuff. Like I know people are saying now, trade Larry. Like that feels like overreactionary because you realize Kevin Love may just be a buyout candidate. See so how that goes first. So let's say Kevin Love's bought out. You start Evan Mobley. You pay. You play Larry Nance as a three through five in these situations in certain lineups because J B likes to tinker and stinker a little bit. And Dean Wade can play three, four, and then five if you want to get shredded on defense too. And let's talk about Mobley's a three in a second here because it's just so funny to me. Um, but we should,
0: we should really say that for that that's the that the Mobley segment's coming up. So let's just talk about let's talk about Larry let's specifically talk, because yeah, like let's talk about yeah okay I, Larry
1: specifically yeah,
0: okay. I, he's versatile
1: enough I think he's a jack of all trades master of none he's a good complementary bench piece I know there was reports that he could have netted Cleveland two late first round
0: picks well, but I you think and I, you and I are both you and I are both are both aware of one team in particular that like would have given up at least. Uh, you know yeah a pick i know a team that would give up a pick as a couple
1: western conference teams but the Cavs asking prices a little higher because from a marketing standpoint he's extremely valuable and from a pr standpoint he's extremely valuable and as a teammate and a player he's very valuable and um, the guys at The Ringer and also at The Athletic were talking about how if Evan Mobley came to Cleveland, they love the theoretical fit of Larry at the 4 and Mobley at the 5 with bench units yep. where you get Mobley as a backup 5 and then you don't have to really prioritize. Like, yeah, it'd be cool to keep heart and dimes and stuff. You know, the heir apparent to Nikola Jokic yeah, he'd himself. Be, yeah, the,
0: if the, if he was already... Pro- I th- I'm pretty sure he was already opting out. Um, they draft Mobley. Like, that guy's opting out and going to look for, for employment elsewhere. Like, There's no yeah. reason for him to come back to the situation. No, you don't need Unless to they a pay to a him back. Yeah. You yeah. don't need a. Go get like visit. Harry Giles. Go get like Tyler's. Z- like bring back Tyler Zeller for like your like staple uh, like old dude. I thought you were Not, gonna Cody's say gonna t- Cody's gonna make like like a, like the mid level or something from somewhere. Yeah. I'm sure Cody's gonna
1: get the mid level exception for sure. Um, you could maybe vulture the Lakers and get Alex Caruso with your full mid level exception or part of it because I don't know if McDermott's really gonna come back. I've heard he's really into staying in Indiana and trying to give it a shot with Carlisle. Yeah, well, and ev-
0: even even the Cavs, like, I think have to do some finagling to really, like, unlock their full mid-level. Like, it's going to take, like, the right gymnastics to kind yeah. of, like, have the max flexibility. But just on, on Larry, um, I also just think it's really important to have guys that are, like, invested in your organization. and yeah, like Larry that wants can to be, be here. The, the, Right. So like that can be hard to find. And this is a mercenary business. Like this is a business where like guys are gonna come in, they're gonna take their money and like they're gonna they're gonna provide their all in all cases. But like if you can find get the guys that are like quote unquote about the, the stuff that you don't see in the stat sheet and you know, maybe we don't it's hard to sort of talk about in some way sometimes. Like I think you look at him and he's a guy that's gonna be invested in playing for the Cavs, invested in make the organization successful. Like, generally, like, embraces the city and wants to be there. And, like, I understand that that can be, like, cheesy and people can poo-poo culture and all this stuff. I really, really believe culture and organizational stability and organizational oh, yeah. buy-in. Is, when you're a market like Cleveland, is essential to the DNA of you building. And I think Larry is a guy that if you, like, trading him for, like, for picks that could be, like, that could be that are the Peter Griffin mystery box meme, I think is a, a very, very short-sighted. Way of uh-huh. of doing of running a basketball team. That is just my personal take. I think you and I are on the same page in that. But like, I think Larry is like a veteran, veteran bench piece who can play with Mobley, who like you know can be sort of one of your veteran leaders on the in this organization. Help set the tone. Be sort of one of JB's guys in the locker room to sort of navigate that. I think that's a very very good thing. And I think like he has. The respect of, I, I don't think, like, Larry's a guy that, like, I don't know if he's, like, he's not from the exact same cloth as, like, Tristan Welch, where Tristan was kind of, like, the kind of slightly grumpier, like, veteran type that was kind of trying to, mm-hmm. like, get him in the shape. I think Larry's a little more gentle than that, but, like, I kind of, like, if if Larry can, like, Evan Mobley, like, get your work in, get your shots up, get your lifts in, Um, him and Jarrett sort of being the professional role models, like, that's a really good environment for, for Evan to come into, I think.
1: Yeah, it's a great environment for me and Evan Mobley as well. Yeah, Evan,
0: Evan's actually Evan breaking news here I'm in here Lockington cuz Evan's going to Evan joke
1: until the end of time
0: it's like in. the one reason it's like there's like 99 reasons why I, I think the Cavs should just take Evan Mobley mm-hmm. the moment their pick comes up assuming he's on the board and then the one reason I don't want them to do it is because you're gonna be like yeah I man I had 23 and 6 last night like did yeah. you see that like that Good like job. that like well, if you, you call him by his first did you see that yeah. Hesia hit
1: yeah yeah if you call him by his first name I'll call you on it but I wanna say I am the prophet here I was high on Evan Mobley this time last year. We were talking about the 2021 draft, just saying. I knew but, nothing
0: about – my defense is I knew nothing about the draft because I don't think yeah. about it until I absolutely have to do it.
1: Well, I was like, you know what? I've His name was s- Evan, so
0: you watched USC. Well
1: – no, this is when he was in high school. It was because the draft oh. took nine years to get here last year. So I'm like, you know what? I've, oh, yeah. I've studied the top five enough and the fringe top five as well. Let me let me sink my teeth into the others as well. But back to Larry, you're 100% right. And for those watching or listening, go check out Tuesday's episode. I talked to Ty Windish about this at length where he – said that's the biggest thing for the bucks is they had to build a culture they had to be cognizant of the fact that they're not a glamour destination they had to build smartly through the draft and make smart competent trades i think chris middleton panning out as the second round pick was a big surprise but Giannis really going knowing how to pivot when the time is right and kind of reevaluating things and he said the same thing about phoenix like they took they assembled a nice young set of players when it comes to like Devin Booker or DeAndre Ayton or Mikael Bridges, and then they bring in like a smart signing like Jay Crowder, and then they go all in and get Chris Paul. Like teams like that, like Phoenix. I know Phoenix is a bigger market compared to Phoenix and Cleveland, but it's not a glamour market in the grand scheme. No, it's not L.A.
0: It's not New York. It is, yeah, it is, and it's right next
1: to L.A. So why don't you just go the extra like ninety miles and go to L.A. So. It's just ditto for Milwaukee. Milwaukee is way colder than Cleveland. My buddy's getting married there in October and I'm preparing for inclement weather the whole time. So, um, it's just going to be an interesting time to see what the Cavs do. But the two teams in the finals are two teams that could take pages from on how to build a competent roster. And, I think really about reevaluating, building a sustainable culture and finding a coach that can get players to buy in along with the veterans that buy in too, like these are all key things. And then once you start becoming a consistent playoff threat and once you start building that momentum, then you start making the bigger moves to maybe stack things up. Toronto's another good example of this, too. They went all in on Kawhi and won a championship and they're just kind of slowly scaling it back now. They're probably retool and reload again
0: yeah and they then guys like OG oh, gee and, and whatnot but evan we got to pay some more bills here got to tell everyone our friends at built bar and built bar is celebrating the freedom of choice the choice to pick the best protein bar you can possibly get right now there are a ton of great flavors coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie and my new favorite strawberry like i got the new one it's like tastes like a chocolate covered strawberry um it is absolutely amazing cannot recommend it enough um, I know Evan's a really big fan of the cookies and cream. I know he's been savoring those grasshopper cookies. So if those come back around, you got to hop on them and order them immediately if they come available. Uh, but look, Bill Bars are healthy, too. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. All amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. And remember, Bill Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? So go to build.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at build.com.
1: This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why enter often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50% or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and their prices are reliably low for every customer. So if you're interested, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. And when you're there, Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or vehicle. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us? Box they knew that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at RockAuto.com.
0: All right, Evan. So I talked about this already um, on WKYC with Rafael Barlow from Locked On NBA Draft and the Draft Junkies. Um, I've really, yeah, really good guy. Very smart. His videos. If you're looking for YouTube content on the NBA Draft. His, all his videos are like six minutes and you yeah. get like really good information out of them they're fantastic oh go, go check yeah. out dra- his uh and, the, and they're
1: not and they're not too heavy they they're j kyle man-esque where they don't feel like they're too heavy or they're overwhelming you with information like they, they make it easy to digest the content in six minutes too
0: i actually forgot to tell everyone that uh, the title the other title sponsor of today's show is Jay kyle man we have to actually yeah, shout yeah, out well, the to the pod, j kyle man He's a well, we have guy. to shout out uh, yeah the university of kentucky obviously is the greatest university in the in the history of the world go wildcats or whatever but
1: uh um, time out front of the pod haley o'shaughnessy would say louisville is the greatest kentucky sports program so why don't you call her back with your tin can and tell her that
0: <laughs> look evan uh you know we sometimes do make dumb decisions when we're driving home from work and you have to what? go to these things called offices you know what i mean
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know what that's like anymore it's this- so that's okay
0: yeah unbelievable unbelievable evan's like yeah i'm tired and i'm like yeah i've worked like 15 days in a row with my day job evan hmm and you're Buddy, just, sitting I'm, just
1: I'm just i'm just zonked.
0: that's all it's it's monday Yeah. Man. Like, i'm like i'm no. like
1: garf i'm just like garfield man i just want a lasagna and hate mondays it's okay
0: all right anyway i have not you and i haven't talked about this really on the show i do you have a do you have a, a take as of now weekish or so away from the draft um on what you would do in in terms of the Mobley Allen of it all and like if you're concerned about their fit. No,
1: I'm not really that concerned with their fit because Evan Mobley is pretty skinny. He's two oh five last I checked. Uh a lot of this more so hinges on Kevin Love. And if you can get move Kevin Love, and I wrote about this for redacted, it's gonna be pretty tough. It's gonna be a pretty tough sell to Kevin to say, listen we drafted this kid third overall. We're going to be prioritizing the future. Like this all is logical. Makes sense. We're going to be playing Larry Nance more because he's in our future. We're going to take another look at Dean Wade because he looked pretty good while you're out. You're going to be making 31.3 million. You're going to play 15, 20, 25 minutes off the bench sometimes. And you may not play at all because we're prioritizing the future. That's going to be a mess. So I think Kevin Love is on the chopping block. I think the team USA news is less than ideal. And I think just a, you know, a buyout's going to happen sooner or later. Folks are really upset that uh, you and I are proponents of the wave, wave and stretch prop aspect of things. Even he gave back $13.3 million like Blake Griffin. I think that Kevin Love fits more of a concern. you got to kind of figure out what you're doing with him. Um, I think Mobley just does a lot of things that makes the team better. I think him and Allen and theory, pair well together. Um, I think time with Cleveland's coaching staff and having a proper summer league and training camp, unlike Isaac Okora will do a lot of good things for Evan Mobley too. So I'm not too concerned about it. Um, I'm also just really high on him. Like we actually had a caller call in for the locked on Cavs call in show and they said, well, what if he's a bust? And I'm like, yeah, he could be a bust, but any player in the draft could be a bust. Like, any player that Cleveland's drafted in the last couple of years could be a boss, too. Look at Anthony Bennett. I saw he was with the Puerto Rican team, and then I found out that he was waived July 6th by said Puerto Rican team and never played for him. them. So there's a lot of variables you're taking gambles in the draft on these young kids you hope they pan out and I try to be an optimist about most things and I would like to say that most of these kids in the top five are going to pan out Jonathan Kaminga is my biggest mystery one Josh Giddy too but that those players aren't going to be on Cleveland's radar so I don't have to really worry about them as much but if it's Mobley at three not too concerned about the fit not too concerned he's going to bust uh talk to me in a year or two and then maybe we'll see how we're feeling then
0: yeah so the other thing I'll just say I I think that um and thinking a little bit more about this is like I do think that there's some overlap that has to get figured out and schemed around like Mobley one of the the reasons you get a guy like him is that he could be a really fun lob threat a really good uh, pick and roll threat and like Allen that's also Allen's main utility on offense like they're you're gonna have to scheme around that um make sure they're not like crowding each other and like if one of them could like hit corner threes reliably and then like that would be really 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 big deal the thing that I think really just like they're just very different. Like I understand they're both kind of these tall, lanky kind of bigs, but like Moby has ball skill that Allen does not have, and I can't—I don't think he's ever going to have. Moby can attack from the perimeter. His handle like is a little loose right now, but it's gonna get—it's probably you'd assume it's gonna get better over time with more reps. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, he has a little face-up game. Like he has this on the on the baseline. If you watch a bunch of his USC clips, he has this little square-up jump stop and drive move that he goes to and it's, he gets to it very into it very quickly. That is simple, but it's effective and he gets a shot off because he has this bizarre frame that defen- it's very hard to find defenders that can kind of like match his length and in his in his ability in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. Much better pass or two, can pass stationary from the perimeter, pass out of the short roll, pass out of the lane when he's manipulating a defender a little bit. There's just stuff he can do that makes him much more unique and versatile on the offensive and then Allen. Defensively, like we'll see how they can handle the perimeter and if one of them ever has to like chase around like a stretch four or something. Like I, I think they'll probably find ways around that. I think they'll be okay. Um, big swing is just really the shooting. If he can shoot and be willing, the offense, offensive concerns, I think become like much more moot because you can do really unique stuff for them. And if both of them. If like Allen can get a little bit of like the pick and pop action, or like at least like that jumper can become a real thing, or like he can at least get comfortable in like some some secondary actions, like would it shock me if like there was a Mobley Allen pick and roll that was like kind of bomb next year? Absolutely not. Like I would like to see if you could you could try that and see what, how would that work with that. Like you should experiment with the weirdness of it. Um, yeah. So like is this is, so like is this fit perfect? Fun. No. Like I Sam Vecini like for example like doesn't think this is a, a good fit. Um, I just kind of think it is because I think like their offensive games are going to be different enough. He's going to need time, I think, a little bit to kind of really take a couple years to find his body. Allen provides cover for him. Larry Nance provides cover for him. I think it's a good fit, and I I kind of want to see what you could do with two really unique – with one really, really, really unique player, and then like Jared Allen, who's already really good and like is worth the money he's about to get.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think – you pay Jared Allen no matter what. You don't really overreact to this. I know people could say, like, oh, 11 Mobley changes. Yeah, it could change things a little bit. Maybe you let Jared test the market, but I still don't think the Cavs are going to let that happen. Um, you take the be- – again, I've been saying this for months now, and I'm going to stick to my guns. The Ca- There's a reason why Cleveland is picking in the top five consistently. I mean, say it's Colin, Sexton, that was eighth. But they've been in the top five for the last three years in terms of draft picks. They could very well be back again next year, but things could change as well. But there's a reason why they're there. You take the best player available, you adapt your rebuild, and you move forward, and you kind of reevaluate things every now and then. Like Kobe said, last season was an evaluation period for Cleveland. I think next year's going to be an evaluation period as well because you have a top three rookie on your roster now and you have to figure out what you're going to pay sexton and then eventually pay garland and then other things like that or maybe you need to move some pieces and shift things around like you can do that in real time and still evaluate this team but the defensive potential at least of this team is pretty fun three through five the spacing is going to be a little clunky at first unless isaac really tightens up his shot and then Evan Mobley really works in on things and refines his spacing as well like the spacing is going to be a little clunky but I think Evan Mobley is going to look a hell of a lot better within an NBA offense like Cleveland's versus USC because he didn't have the best of teammates but like Chris said he wanted to play with his brother but I'm just excited for it I think it's a really fun pick I think it's I, I'm just really intrigued by him like there's I look at him and I'm like okay there's something here that I really want to keep watching and if he's playing for my favorite team and he's wearing a Cavs uniform, 82 games a season, maybe some postseason stuff too. Just makes it even more fun for all of us.
0: Yeah, let's see how they they scheme around it as well. Um, I think that's oh, like yeah. one of the big of questions is like what kind of offensive stuff can can the Cleveland Cavaliers do in that sense. Um, but yeah, I'm excited, can't wait to see this. I I think this is really where we're headed. Uh, maybe we'll talk about some other guys in in the, in the next week or so. But I really think we're headed towards Evan Mobley, Cleveland Cavalier, probably wearing number four. Uh, so, just repurpose your Kevin Porter Juniors if you bought one, I guess. Yeah. You want to U.S.C. as well. Weird stuff, man. Yeah, weird stuff. Full circle. Evan, any final thoughts as we get out of here?
1: Uh, no, not really. Uh, again, check out Tuesday's episode of Ty Windish. It came out really well. It's fun to hear from a guy. We're recording this on Monday night, and this is for Wednesday. So, for all we know, the Bucks won the championship on Tuesday. So, congrats to them. Or if I jinx them, sorry in advance. But hope you guys are all doing well thank you for continually supporting the pod i checked the numbers before the show our numbers are pretty good for the off-season boop, time and the boop, dry spell
0: when i when i say booming i mean booming like metro booming Hell, oh, metro booming and chris and i are excited to
1: announce our new project coming soon for those of you watching he has a new mic there's a reason why we're doing that so things are going to get better the quality is only going to get better from here on out um, i feel
0: like i feel like justin ron with my mic down very fancy you know
1: yeah maybe i'll get a fancy mic and start using my snowball again just for old time's sake but at this point chris is there any final thoughts before i send everyone out
0: um no i was trying to find a word that would rhyme with uh, our new upcoming platform and i can't find one that it actually would be like appropriate to say i'll tell you that off for off air That's fair.
1: All right, everyone. Well, if you are checking us out for the first time, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We do this show five days a week. Once August begins, we'll be doing it three days a week, but we'll be ramping right back up as soon as training kit begins, so we're going to take a little break and just take two days away, but if you're an Apple Podcast listener, please give us a five-star review. It means so much, and it really helps boost the podcast, and if you leave a nice review or a mean one, I'll read it either way, and I'll laugh at you if it's a mean one, but... Give us a five star review. Follow us on Spotify. Use the Odyssey app to listen to us. That is where you can really find all of our work. And check out any of our other buddies at the top five of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're all putting out good work. We're all working hard. And uh, you can never say we're hardly working.
0: Yeah. Everyone, thanks again. Talk to y'all soon.